This is Recorded Future, Inside Security Intelligence. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 186 of the Recorded Future podcast. I'm Dave Bittner from the CyberWire. The global transition to 5G mobile technology is well underway, with ongoing network build-out and increased availability of 5G-enabled devices able to take advantage of the increased speed and capacity of this next-generation network. The transition has attracted an odd type of controversy, primarily from conspiracy theorists, who claim that 5G is responsible for everything from brain cancer to COVID-19, or that it's some sort of high-tech mind-control system put in place by some secret global governing body. Most find these ideas far-fetched and absurd, but there are enough people out there who follow this line of thinking that it presents real security issues for the companies who are responsible for installing and maintaining these networks. Joining us this week is Dave Brown, cyber intelligence professional at telecommunications giant BT. One of his primary responsibilities is protecting the people and infrastructure responsible for making 5G a reality. He shares his insights on the tools, tactics, and procedures he uses to counter the flood of misinformation and to ensure the physical protection and availability of 5G for consumers, businesses, and the public sector alike. Stay with us. I didn't actually sort of join it, it as an intelligence professional. I, I, I sort of um, f- fell into it accidentally, if you like. It started off in the army um, many, many years ago, uh, back in the 80s, um, where I was employed uh, as a combat medic on um, disposal of chemical weapons, uh, the operations called Op Alamanda and Operation Apple, which was a uh, Digging up and and dis, disperse, uh, disposing of uh, mustard gas from World War One that that had been buried mm. after the war and forgotten. Um, so I, I, I kind of got into becoming a little bit of a, a little bit of an expert on on CBRN. Then did my normal career uh, deployed in um, the Gulf War that kind of thing. Big change came actually was um, 1995 when the uh, Tokyo attack on, on, on the um, uh, Shirinko on, on the Tokyo underground. Uh, the British Army decided it needed a response team to, to CBRN terrorism. And uh, as i just come off my instructor's course, I, I was actually tasked with uh, forming a medical team, training, equipping. Um, and a big part of that was the intelligence background. So I then decided to educate myself uh, through the army and there was a lot of um, short university courses which I attended uh, and I spent quite a few years sort of um, attending these things which eventually led us to get a certificate in terrorism studies and then I progressed on to me postgrad then on to me masters. During my career as well I was, I was also when we deployed to operations like the Middle East or, or the Balkans, Yugoslavia, former Yugoslavia, I, I sort of briefed guys up on so the, the the warring factions, the intelligence background. So it was like I say, it was it was something I just sort of emerged naturally, uh, just as part of me, as my day job rather than being uh, actually employed as an intelligence uh, analyst. Uh, but obviously, I had an interest and a little bit of a talent for it. So when I sort of left the army, I was employed by BT, 
and, and a vacancy came up for the uh, intelligence analyst who applied, got the job, and uh, and here I am, <laughs> so eight, eight years later, um, sort of in, a, in amongst conspiracy theories. So it's uh, it's, it's it's been an interesting <laughs> journey, if, 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 if nothing else. Uh, like I say, all, all quite accidental. Uh, not, you know, not, 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 apart from the actual university courses, if, none of it was really planned. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, almost almost grew into it naturally. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it was was always an area of interest. You know, sort of. Uh, yeah, so it's it, it, it's something I enjoy as, as as well as you know doing for a living, which which is a big help. And so, what is your day to day like these days at BT? What sort of things take up your time? Well, I monitor for. Any emerging threats to the business? Basically, it's it's not no no days the same. Uh, at the moment, I'm actually uh, specifically employed uh, checking for the anti-5G threats. Uh, as a result of the stuff I detected earlier on in the year with with COVID, so we uh, sort of developed an operation and and we uh, we we sort of focus may may you know may may area of response was focused on that normally however i, I sort of mainly deal with direct action threats any any protests demonstrations uh, any kind of extremism that could you know potential uh, impact on the business you know either directly or you know through through targeted threat uh, or indirectly i.e. you know there's a big protest and it's near one of our uh, facilities then then that can be a problem so that, that's one of the things the other one is you know and, and it's linked to it is is the hacktivist threat things like the million mass march where you've got You've got sort of uh, anonymous on the streets, and you've also got the cyber threat, the associated cyber threats from from the hacktivist group. And on, on the back of that as well, again, this is kind of related to direct action. Is the uh, advanced persistent threat actors, i.e., influence operations, how how you know Russia, China, etc., uh, militia state actors will sort of use um, use Twitter and social media to to generally stir up uh, the the direct action campaigns itself. Um, we, you know, we saw that um, quite a lot during 2016, the US election. I was, I was sort, of, sort of monitored that uh, and, and noted that there was some uh, activity. One incident was uh, pro and anti-Trump meetings were being organised and, and spread about by Russian actors um, to sort of uh, cause, to sort of conflict between the two opposing factions, which is, it's uh, the garasm of doctrine. Of, uh, you know, of, um, and basically subverting a, a, a nation state uh, by mm. other means. So it's 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 it's, it's a very um, I have a very broad uh, broad area of responsibility uh, when you look at it from that perspective. So, but but but, but the bottom line is any, anything that happens globally um, that can impact us locally is, is probably the simplest way I can describe what I do. Well, we're going to spend some time today digging into some of these 5G conspiracy theories uh, that have been linked to COVID-19 and and, uh, and where those have taken. I mean, can you give us a little of the backstory and history? I mean, my recollection is that, um, well, gosh, I, I suppose as long as we've had cellular networks, there have been conspiracy theories about them. Yeah, yeah that's right, Dave. I, I mean, uh, the, the, the 5G... Um yeah, it emerged from 4G, which in turn emerged from 3G. I'm sure if we went <laughs> back to the days of uh, Alexander Graham Bell, there was probably somebody saying you know, that that thing's going to give you brain cancer or something. Um, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's 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 been a long term thing, um, and and it's something that we've 
uh, what I said was we kept the weather eye on it. Uh, and an example of that was 2019 during Glastonbury Festival, uh, where uh, EE, who's, who's you know one of our one of our uh, partner companies, you know, part of BT really, uh, was was setting up 5G uh, at the festival for for communications, uh, and there was a lot of anti 5G direct action activity there. Wasn't so much of a physical threat was more leaflet and more peaceful side. But what it did, it 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 kind of put them on more radar than they had been. Uh, there's always been threats and vandalism, that kind of thing, you know, for a long time. Um, but we noticed that was becoming a bit more organised, a bit more you know, grow, grow, growing, uh, growing in intensity. Uh, so it was. Again, it wasn't one of our high priorities. It was you know, it was just a, a priority amongst many others. Um, but we, we, you know, we we did keep an eye on them, uh, set up alerts, that kind of thing. Uh, when COVID happened, the narrative very much changed. The the the, the, the language changed. The it became a bit more virulent, a bit more fearful, uh, a bit more angry, uh, and, and, and it was decided then that we probably needed to up the ante ourselves and, and, and to monitor these these people. Um, I mean, it was back in March when when I identified that um, guy called Mark Steele, who, who's, who's you know, he's the head of the uh, Service Now movement, um, and, and, and he's been a major driver behind some of the conspiracy theories. And uh, it was like encouraging others uh, to to commit arson, basically, but in such a way that uh, it was just about staying within the law. Uh, but the result mm. of uh, result of that, we we saw an explosion of of, of hashtags, uh, not not just down to this one individual. It was 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 across the board, uh, kind of snowballed, uh, and, and you know we we then um, the, the the direct linking of, of COVID to um, to 5G technology uh, did seem to initiate a, a spate of arson attacks, and on and, and April there, 2020, we, we we had a real problem. We were we were seeing um, you know se- several attacks every every week. Uh, each each attack was approximately you know 300,000 pounds sterling, which which was untenable to carry on not intervening. So we um you know, we, we we decided. To do an intelligence-driven response, we we reached out to partners and stakeholders, and um, and, and and then we more or less had a single coordinating point, uh, and, and that included inviting uh, commercial rivals who were who were suffering the same uh, problems we were. So it 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 made sense to unite uh, unite against the common enemy, uh, for want of a better phrase. And, yeah, and, yeah, and 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 then from from there, it's it's just been a case of. Uh, you know, learning the techniques uh, and, and the ideology and, and methodology of, of, of the activists concerned uh, and, and adapting our response uh, to, to, to meet their changing tactics. Uh, you know, we, we, we still suffer attacks, but there, there is a lower tempo, um, but still still a genuine threat. And, and obviously, uh, you know, each attack is, is very expensive. So it's, it's, something, uh, it's something that we focus on. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm dedicated to focus on it at the moment. Can you give us some insights on what that must have been like? Because I, as, as you and I said, you know, there's there's always been conspiracy theories about cellular technology. Um, does it cause brain cancer and so on and so forth? And it seems like, you know, COVID-19 was a catalyst for folks to take that to the next level. But I can't recall, and perhaps I just simply am not aware, I can't recall 
um, a coordinated campaign to destroy the technology in, in the way that these folks were coming at this. No, the, the, that that ties in pretty much with what we've seen. There was there was there was individual attacks, um, and, and uh, previously uh, telecoms communication technology. We'd had attacks back in 2012 on on, on telecoms infrastructure, uh, mainly from anarchists, uh, specifically the, the Bristol area, uh, linked to the uh, informal anarchist federation, uh, who who are still active and, and and remain a group of concern to us. Uh, there'd be things like. Say November the fifth, for instance, million mass march, but that's also sort of bonfire night in in, in the UK, fireworks night uh, where we uh, celebrate the the failure of the gunpowder plot, uh, mm. and and one of our partners, MBNL, uh, who who um, sort of coordinate and 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 deal with the security response to our intelligence. Uh, they they tended to deal with a few phase around about that time. Whether that was ideologically driven or not is 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 not certain really because. Yeah, when you've got people with fire wish, you've got people with fires, then uh, the, the temptation is, well, let's set something on fire. So it's it's not necessarily ideologically driven. Um, what what we noticed in uh, 2020 was the ideological drivers seemed to gain more traction among, amongst the wider audience. Uh, I believe, personally, I believe one of the reasons for that was, was lockdown. It was a combination of fear of the the, the novel various and the situation was creating um which was combined by the um by the agitators let's just say of of the dangers of 5g technology i.e 5g was causing the covid was one of the um was one of the theories and mm. uh, and, and, and 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 put simply uh fear with boredom uh being locked down and and, and more people online uh getting into these forums, looking up COVID and then maybe coming across 5G. I, th- I think that led to to a bit of a, you know, sort of a, 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 a snowball effect and, and, and people who would normally not be involved in, in conspiracy theories and, and things like that got involved. Regarding it being coordinated, we, we, we certainly thought it was coordinated in, in the early days. Um, but the, again, my, my, my view here is it was more or less inspired. The actual, the main actors, uh, people like Mark Steele, uh, were radicalising people online, uh, and, and, and this was being spread. And another event that was happening, which 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 sort of aggravated the situation, was the the rollout of five G. Coincidentally, was you know, there was a lot of uh, mass being built uh, during lockdown. And, and, and another part of the theory was uh, lockdown was created so that the 5G uh, mast in the technology could be rolled out um, mm. without any opposition, uh, which again uh, raised suspicions in, in the mind of the uh, activists. So it was pretty much um, a, a pretty much a, a perfect storm. Um, one of one of the good news, I suppose, was the linking of the COVID to the 5G, i.e. COVID causes 5G, was, was obviously pretty outlandish. Uh, and and that, that was debunked and, and a lot of people online were, were sort of uh, mocking it. But there seems to have been a, um, almost an evolution of the conspiracy theories over, over, over the preceding, um, preceding months. And, and the, the, the ideology and, and the rhetoric seems to adapt to meet... Uh, 
whatever geopolitical situation is developing at the time. So it's moved away from the you know the COVID 5G link, and and what it's become now is that COVID is a pretext for the imposition of of the new world order, um, you know, sort of agenda 2030, agenda 2021, mm. uh, and, and and that 5G is actually the backbone of of uh, an Orwellian surveillance state, um, which which is far more difficult to counter when you've got people who are sort of being arrested for protesting and, and, and you know, feel like the human rights are being limited, uh, then then this this new theory that it's a surveillance grid uh, resonates with far more people than the um, than the initial one, which was a bit of a tinfoil hat one, for want of a better expression. Yeah. So what was, so what we've seen is the anti-lockdown and the COVID vaccinations um one of the rumours, COVID vaccination contains nanoparticles for, to which, to which it facilitates the 5G tracking technology uh, and, and everything's become intermingled. Um, we've almost got um, a perfect storm of conspiracy theories uh, and 5G is sort of the backbone of this uh, and it's, um, it's extremely difficult to counter. Yeah. Can you give us some insights? So when you say that you, you've taken an intelligence-driven response, can you give us some uh, some information? Like what, what goes on behind the scenes there? What, what sort of what sort of intelligence are you gathering? How do you go about doing that? And and how has that led to uh, success here? Because you have seen a decline in the attacks. Yeah. Well, the the, the main thing was liaison and cooperation between um, between partners. Um, so. Uh, we, we we we're in contact with with other um, share, stakeholders uh, who, who share information and intelligence. Uh, it, it tends to come to me, and I will sort of collate collate any of the intelligence, uh, cross refer it, uh, check the reports. From my own perspective, I use sort of multiple sources. I use Human, uh, I use Recorded Future, uh, and other platforms. Um, I also uh, have have sort of. Uh, a really great partnership with one of our uh, data scientists, uh, Dr. Jonathan Roscoe, who, who's, who's done some fantastic work and uh, analysing data, uh, hashtags, uh, usernames, uh, and, and uh, patterns of attack, that kind of thing, which which gives us an easy visualisation of, of where hotspots, where where you know, hotspots of activism or hotspots of uh, 5G attacks uh, are, are developing. Uh, this information then collated, analysed. And we pass it on to uh, our MBNL um, rep, uh, John, who sort of sends it out to his guys and they make the security decisions. He, 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 has, um, he has contacts with the actual security teams. So if we, um, if we identify uh, an area of specific concern, i.e. a street or, or, or a town of specific concern, uh, based on intelligence human messaging, uh, increase in, in certain hashtags, increase in certain phraseology, uh, we will then make the decision whether or not to increase the security threat there. Uh, and things like deployments of uh, cameras, uh, covert and overt security teams uh, and, and so on is is, um, is, what is is some of the mechanisms that are used Um Obviously, I'm not going to sort of see everything with what we do. Sure, uh, <laughs> right, right. yeah, but but uh, but but basic, basically, it's 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 good partnership. We also liaise with um, 
law enforcement, if, if, if we come across any actionable intelligence relating to individuals, sort of uh, government agents as well. So, so, so for instance, if we come across a, a web page uh, which is spreading uh, disinformation uh, or, or threats, uh, then, then we can actually ask to have that uh, particular site, that particular page taken down. We're very, very um, mindful of, of 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 using that tool, uh, and, and and tend to only request anything if 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 it is a physical danger to individuals or infrastructure, or if it's um, actually unlawful behaviour. You know, if, if it's disinformation that's likely to lead to a a, a genuine threat. Uh, you know, we we're, we're not in the business of 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 you know censorship across the board uh, because mm. that would be counterproductive uh, and it would reinforce the narrative. Uh, you know, if 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 somebody's just debating something. Uh, then uh, sometimes it's 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 best let the, to let the debate continue if it's um, you know if it's genuine concerns. Otherwise, uh, you know when 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 people are arguing that they're in a, a COVID nineteen four eighty four censorist uh, police state, um, it, it could be counterproductive to create a situation where you're reinforcing that narrative. So it, it is a right. very del- very delicate balancing act, and, and you know we we you know. Me personally, I'm fully aware of uh, you know, human rights and, and, and uh, liberty and, and freedom and freedom of speech concerns. What are the take-homes for you? What are the lessons that you've learned having having been through this experience? You know, things you can share with other folks around the world who may be faced with similar situations uh, in their own world. Um, any uh, words of wisdom? Uh, prob- probably something um, I-, I-, I can paraphrase from Winston Churchill, which is is, is basically that a-, a-, a lie can get around the world before the uh, truth has even got his trou- trousers on. Mm. <laughs> it- it's it's actually the 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 the, the speed of, of of how disinformation um, c- can take hold and and and, and pass and and, and and gain traction amongst ide- ideologues. Um, and and one one of the things to probably take away is to to understand the the mindset of um you know i wouldn't say opponent but the mindset of 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 the, of the people who you're um you're trying to counter uh because only by understanding you know why they're acting in a way gives you an ability to to maybe pre- predict and and preempt how they're going to behave under, under certain circumstances um so it's um yeah un- un- understanding why they're, they're doing something uh, often gives you an insight in, in, into the the how, how and potentially the where and the when. Uh, you know, using the Kipling principles. So you know, uh, un, understand understand who you're dealing with is, is the bottom line. Uh, you know, under, understand the theories without necessarily agreeing with them. There's, there's always that danger you sort of get too far down the rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> start to believe this stuff yourself if you if you're not careful. So it's um, <laughs> right. right. You know, hmm, really, maybe really, they really, have a point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it does happen. Believe me. It's, uh, you know, um, I'm 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 kind of turning uh, Fox Mulder at the moment. It's it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's almost like being trapped in an episode of the X Files at times. Um, right. Yeah, but I mean, my my, my job actually, my, my my job is 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 to get to the truth of the matter. You know, to to uh, from 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 lies. Often you you will find the truth, and and you know the the truth is whatever. The veracity of, of of the theories, what you know, whatever these people believe, whether it's true, false, 
or whatever. The reality is it, it, it results in very real threats against our infrastructure and our people. Uh, and, and, and my job is to protect that. So it, it really is a case of, of, of learning, understanding uh, in order to protect people and property. Our thanks to Dave Brown from BT for joining us. Don't forget to sign up for the Recorded Future Cyber Daily email, where every day you'll receive the top results for trending technical indicators that are crossing the web. Cyber news, targeted industries, threat actors, exploited vulnerabilities, malware, suspicious IP addresses, and much more. You can find that at recordedfuture.com slash intel. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll subscribe and help spread the word among your colleagues and online. The Recorded Future podcast production team includes coordinating producer Caitlin Mattingly. The show is produced by The Cyberwire with executive editor Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.